You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. You're listening to Sin 90.7, the Naughty Rude Show. Oh. Guys. What you, an intro. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're gonna jump into that. Uh, a little bit different. In just a moment. <laughs> you may notice that it is different from uh, previous weeks, but tonight you're here with Marin, Molly and Josh. Um, hello. 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 Welcome to the show, guys. Oh, hello, I tried everyone. to do a bit of a sexy voice just then because I was like, oh, <laughs> was on in-joke, now I'm on Naughty Rude. I try and slip into the, the, the late night. Love song dedication, Richard Mercer voice. Oh, like, yes. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show. Oh, so I, I don't actually have to do a, a different voice because... You are I, sexy. That's true. Every day. All day, <laughs> every day. I'm just being myself, you know. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to the show for all of you guys who are at home. We're going to be here for the next couple of hours uh, talking all things sex and relationships. We're t- looking at relationships in particular today. Uh, we're going to touch on some polyamory stuff. Uh, we've got... Uh, we're going to be talking about the, the Cantina band theme because that just played in the intro. So that's going to be some fun there. Uh, we're going to be talking about relationship anarchy. Um, and Marin's had a chat with a very, very close friend about his relationships in the gay community. Um, and then we're going to be answering your questions uh, from Tumblr on the naughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Uh, we do have a couple of questions in, so we will be jumping into those in just a minute. So, Josh, why was the Cantina song in the uh, intro? Can you please tell mm, us that? Yeah, Justify. I can. So, uh, I came across an article the other night um, I said the other night, it was about three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, Still another night. This, is, this has been brewing for a while. Uh, it came from Mashable, uh, actually, and it said that um, Spotify has determined that the Cantina Band theme is the number one song people are having sex to in Australia. <gasps> which is that is horrifying? I'm insane. horrified at it's that. It's just more, like, surprising, I think, you know, because when I think, like, when I hear that song, I'm not thinking, yeah, that's going to be something I get my groove <laughs> on to. It's like... You know, you imagine, like, the Star Wars aliens playing yeah. in, like, a crappy little bar. See, it You don't remi- think of, you know... <laughs> it reminds me of that scene from How I Met Your Mother uh, when Marshall and Lily are trying to get a baby and, like... Um, get a baby. Get a baby. Just, just grab one. It's, it's a scientific term, guys. <laughs> get a baby. Um, and... They, it's like, oh, have you got the, the song to set the mood? And it's this really, like, romantic, sexy song. And then it's like, have you got the song to, do, to play while we're actually doing it? And it's like the Benny Hill theme. And I don't know what that is, sorry. <laughs> you don't know the Benny Hill theme? No, can you perform it for I me real quick? I can't. Not off yes. the top of my... Yeah. Oh, yes, you can. you can. No, you oh. can, Josh. Oh, I don't come on, Josh. I can, I can, come I, on, Josh. I, I, I can't. Sorry, we'll, we'll get it later. Come on. We'll do it after right. the after the song break. But yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but then, like, the rest of the list is exactly what you'd expect it to be uh, after the Cantina Band theme, which came in, like, ridiculously high. I don't actually have the numbers here. Um, I do remember... Uh, but is, it is, it, is it Pony by Genuine? Was well, number the- two yeah. is Jeremiah with Birthday Sex. And then Pony doesn't come in until number five. Which is disgraceful, clearly. Well, Sex With Me <laughs> from Rihanna is number four. Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon is in number no, six. No, no. You know what that song's about? That yeah. song is about AIDS. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Can and, we and, just and, clarify and, which song you're talking about is about AIDS? Kings Sex of on Leon. Fire. Sex on Fire. Oh, wait, wait. Really? Okay. Maybe not AIDS, but a sexual <laughs> transmitted 
infection. No yeah. way. It is. is it really? Absolutely. I never knew that. But then, okay, so... Whoa. <laughs> so, those, so that's within the top ten. Thinking about you is in number nine from Frank Ocean. What a tune Aww, there. That's um, a lovely one. And also, I've got the number, the top ten Valentine's Day songs according to Spotify. Again, these are all according to Spotify. This is just what... So the way that they did this was they looked at playlists that had sex in the title or, like, Valentine's Day in the title or love or, like, you know, some of those keywords. And these are the songs that came back the most. Uh, we had Thinking Out Loud, Ed Sheeran, uh, all of me, John Legend, stay with me, Sam Smith. All, all the ones you'd expect to be. Kiss from a Rose came in at number seven, which I think Seal. is yeah. Mm. Mm. I, whenever I think of that, I always think of um, the meme where a Seal's face is superimposed onto an actual seal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really sexy. <laughs> uh, and then in top ten love songs, you had uh, Let's Get It On, Marvin Gaye. Oh yes, oh um, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Say You Won't Let Go, James Arthur, absolute tune there. Uh, I Hate You, I Love You, uh, Nash and Olivia O'Brien there. And then In the Name of Love, uh, Martin uh, Garrix came in at number 10. So there's some good tunes there. Um, But, like, come on, guys. The Cantina Band theme from Star Wars. (laughs) Mary, what is your top three? Uh, Either either, sex songs songs or artists. Just in general. Just in general. Have you got oh them? my god! Like my top three artists of any musicians at all. Look, yeah. it sounds like you need to have a little bit of think. I- I've thought about this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> Do you want me yeah, to go first? yeah. I would love that. Okay, so this is you know between me and my partner, and he won't mind if I say this because I said so. Um, but, <laughs> um, so we listen to. I'm just going to do artists because see the the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Every yeah. every time. Just about. Um, and we also have D'Angelo. Lovely. Cool. And uh, it was actually on there, um, Rihanna's latest album in many ways. <laughs> What's your favourite song? Um, oh, my God. Probably Desperado. Nice. Oh, cool. Which doesn't actually, you know, it doesn't go with the act of what's actually happening, but it, it's real hot. <laughs> yep, that's, that's yeah, it. I believe you. Yeah, no, sold. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, see, top three is a, is a tough one for me, um, mm. and there, it's all going to be super lame because um, I, I, I don't listen to sex. So listen to songs while I'm having sex. I listen to sex while I'm having. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. Um, I don't listen to much music. You listen to sex while you're having songs. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Occasionally. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> just. <laughs> Once in a blue Why moon. not? Uh, cuff against the wall, headphones. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I live by myself. That should be a bit weird. Anyway. Um, so I guess, see, my top three, it all comes down to just like memories and like really good times when it's just happened to be playing. And so uh, one time I'd just gotten Nora Jones' 2004 Come Away With Me Oh my gosh, I love that album. On vinyl. Oh. And then so like the Sunday morning after I got it, me and my ex, we were in bed together. We put it on and just had some like, you know, super chilled out sex there. It was really great. That's lovely. Um, And then also similar vein, uh, Courtney Barnett. Her 2016, it was 2016 or 2015? I want to say 2015. That just doesn't sound very sexy because all I imagine is just like a, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. And I like, uh, well, it's it does. You're not a Courtney Barnett fan. I am a fan, just not when it no. comes to sex. No, fair enough. Um, and then like, but you know, tweet yeah. Away. And then I don't know, like, I, 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 okay, if I had to pick one song, it would have to be Sunday Morning from Maroon Five as well. Again, like it's all these just these super cheesy like mm. songs that I 
we've just been listening to, so, and yeah, then we've I just love gone into music too. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> have Have we given you enough time? Yes, now? you have. And yeah. I just have to quickly say, uh, last night I was in IGA and Come Away with Me by Nora Jones <laughs> started playing, and it's I such a good had album. A, like a music video sequence just in my head yeah. while I was walking down the past aisle. Oh, such a good song. It's, so beautiful. Well, that, that whole I'm that whole so album is amazing. It. It's yeah. just it's really the, the only downside to having sex with vinyl. Mm. Is while vinyl's playing, is like you get like halfway through, change and then you got to get up and you got to change sides. B-side, B-side. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part about it. Otherwise, you just get this weird. Yeah, 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 you do. That's true. Anyway, sorry. Oh, um, so I would say I'm a I'm a bit of a traditionalist, I guess. I enjoy getting it onto some Frank Ocean. So number nine, thinking yeah, about you, yeah, right up your alley. Yeah, cool. yeah, just pop some of that on. Put the whole album on. Let it go from tune to tune. Mm. Um. I don't know. I, I kind of I really like uh, on Spotify. There's a really great playlist called Far North Folk. Yeah. Um, and I don't usually think about sex when I listen to that one, but it's just really pleasant, lovely sounds to have in the background, and there are some really that sweet and tender very ones. Yeah. Um, which, but to be honest, I don't usually put on music whenever I'm trying to get in the mood. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just, I guess it just kind of happens. And like, I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh, wait, I can feel like it's starting to heat up in here. Wait a second, let me go open my iTunes and search for the right. Put on some pony genuine. Yeah, yeah. No, it just doesn't usually flow that way, really? I guess. Sometimes, yeah. once, once I actually. Um, uh, <laughs> Tinder date um, <laughs> in the past, and um, I was like, uh, look, I don't really care, like what you think. We're gonna do it to this song, um, and it was um, Beyonce. Um, <gasps> Which song? Oh, oh my god! Okay, it, I think, I think it was um, Flawless or some, something so- amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was what? just like, I was like, you know what? This is happening. You can get stuffed if you don't want it. Like, there's the job. That this is, is the my, most empowering my- sex song it was like story i think i could think of it was awesome it was great that's very very cool it was good i i was the boss when it came to tinder that's Mm. for sure now Mm. Mm, good good we got a little message in on the tumblr at the naughty rude show uh sorry the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask uh and someone has said uh the 1975 for sure um, yeah. That's their go-to. Heart out, heart out is yeah. a great song. Wait, wait, guys, can you? Wait, am I missing something? So nineteen seventy-five is a band. <laughs> yeah. So go, go check them out. Yeah. yeah, I think they're a British Ooh. band. Yeah, four dudes. Um, I only know the one song, Heart Out, but it's awesome. I just, I, I, I don't know any of the song titles, but like, I just know that I like them because like I've heard mm-hmm. them like just on radio and go like, yeah, these guys are sick. These are good. Gotta look it up in the gigs then. Oh my god, I've heard <laughs> the times. Now I wanted to ask you guys just very quickly. Do either of you have like Spotify playlists or iTunes playlists that are like like sexy songs or like love songs or is it like just not nah, too cool for that? Oh, um, hang on. I'm gonna just <laughs> as in, have I tailor made any? Yeah, no, as opposed to like you know just sex, finding one. But no. for other things, um, I've oh, great. got. Yeah. Well, I, I actually steal the um, you know if you know Rookie Magazine, um, uh, I they have really great playlists. It's an online magazine um, for. Uh, for teenage girls, but it's very feminist. Um, it's it's the best, um, and they have really great playlists for different things. So they've got one that's called Into the Woods and Busy Being Free and Happy When It Rains, and there's like moods to go with all of those things. And they're always really, really, really good. And they've just connected and made a um, a Spotify for 
all of their playlists now. So this is a really I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is no, a big no, sidetrack, but this is great. This like, is, their playlists are the best. This I, sounds incredible. I am going to listen to this as soon as I can. Yes. Busy being free. Mm. Yes. I'm so excited to learn what's on that. Yeah. Happy in the rain, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Look, 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 look This look, is look. Rookie magazine. Yes. Yeah, Guys, look. I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> I'm not joking. I've been looking for I something like this. I'm excited. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, very yeah. awesome. <laughs> no, there, there's definitely some good stuff on Spotify. Mm. Um, and like some, there's some of their, like, pre-made playlists are, like, sick. And, yeah. like, not even, just, not even for sex, not even just for, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, I wanted it, I was at home the other day, and I was just, just doing some cleaning and, you know, just wanted some, like, soothing tracks on. Um, and didn't want, you know, to, like, tune into any stations and cop, like, ads or whatever. Mm. So I just put on, like, one of those playlists and just had a really chilled out, like, yeah. cleaning oh, time. Nice. It was really Vacuuming nice. to music is great. See, I was mopping. Was, <gasps> Ooh, was that's very, also very nice. You can hear the whole thing as yeah. opposed can, to the... Yeah. Mm. Guys, while we're on the topic of songs and mm. sexual activity, do you guys have a go-to, like, masturbation song? <laughs> I don't know if no. I've ever asked anyone this before or even really pondered it that much myself, but I have a few ideas about what I would put on. What would you guys do, though? You go first, Molly. Because it's a different no, thing I, I when was, it's just with yourself, right? I, I was I was going to say, um, actually, that uh, I don't really get an opportunity to do that that much because I live with my partner and oh. I actually can't remember the last time I did. Fair enough. Which is... Which is you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but oh, it is what it's it is. Oh, probably neither here nor there. But it's, it's, it's probably the same kind of tunes, to be honest. Because yeah, you know, I get myself off as well as all those tunes do. See, for me, um, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so it's either, it's it's, it's got to be it's got to be the Cantina Band theme from Star Wars. Uh, I think straight up. Yeah! But, yes, that is really hot. <laughs> but, like, probably more accurately, it's probably, like, the soundtrack from, like, FIFA 10 or FIFA 13. Just because, like, I'll be going, like, I'll be, like, you know, playing PlayStation when I'm right. like, ah. <laughs> then, time. I feel like it. And then, and then just like pause the game. These, and my just brothers are getting hot and sweaty. And I'm, now I'm a bit. Like, <laughs> now, I know, now you know why. No, but like oh, it's, wow. it's, it's not even. Trend? It's not even that. It's just like oh, like it's it's on in the background. But I'm like I'm, I'm actually like you know watching some porn or whatever and just doing like it's just on. Yeah, and so like mm. while it's like like technically I'm listening to it while having a wank, but like. Not actively. It's kind of nice to sometimes have a wank to ambient noise, mm. you know, just to like have something going on. But I, when whenever I masturbate, I usually uh, have the assistance of porn as like a visual yeah. medium and like audio and all that stuff. That's really helpful and yeah. like interesting for me, and I really get like, oh, this is great. <laughs> um, but I think reason I don't know where I really pondered it, um, but at some point I thought I really would like to be able to do that just independent of any stimuli like pornography. Mm. I think it would be really great if I figured out how to do it completely on my own. And then I think I like really gave it a go and I was like, shoot, that was some good wanking. <laughs> um, so I think it would be really great if I got into listening to rap music, like really empowering rap music, like something by like Run the Jewels or like, you know, like a song from Broad City, something really fun and lively. Even if it's not any rap music. Totally. Just, like, give me some. 
There's a pop song called, oh my God, I nearly fell off my chair. There's a pop song um, <laughs> by Hayley Seinfeld called Love Myself or Love mm. Me. Um, and it's about masturbation and it's fantastic. So maybe we'll give that a red hot go. Nice. Oh yeah. I think we might jump into a tune now. Yeah, Let's I'm inspired. <laughs> so I've got one lined up. It is uh, Unforgettable by the Harpoons. It's not particularly sexy, but it is a great tune by a great Melbourne band. So here it goes. You are listening to the Naughty Root Show on Scene 90.7. You're listening to Sin 90.7, Unforgettable, the Harpoons just there. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show with Maren, Molly and Josh on your Sunday evening, guys. It's about 8.30. We're going to be here for the next hour and a half. We've got some Tumblr questions that we're going to jump into right about now. Um, And just as a way for you guys to feel slightly more comfortable sending questions in, because I know it can be a little bit daunting to have them read out on the radio, we're going to introduce ourselves and tell you guys a little bit about us, and then we'll get right into your questions after that. So I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I'm Josh. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I identify as a male uh, and straight uh, and I'm currently single. So, you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Type in on the Tumblr. Oh. Yeah, send me, send, send <laughs> if you want to ask a 20-year-old white male, white single male questions, <laughs> go nuts. Um, my name is Molly. I am 24 years old. I am a cis female. I am, oh, I identify as, oh, God, do you just, can I, mostly straight, whatever. Um, and I am in a monogamous relationship. Cool. Cool. I am, my name is Marin. I am 25 years old. I am... I would, I, I'm kind of like you, Molly, in that I would say I would mostly identify as straight. However, I'm not a huge fan of classifying and mm. putting a label on myself because I am a creature and I love all creatures. Uh, yes. And I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. Awesome. So now you guys know a bit about us. Um, hopefully that helps if you guys want to direct a question at any one of us because that maybe something and you're not sure. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a couple of questions in and we'll just jump straight into the first one. Uh, hey, Naughty Rude, I'm trying to get the attention of my crush at school. Any suggestions on how to talk to her? Okay. Um, well, I am not going to take – I'm not going to make any assumptions on who this person is, whether they are male or mm. female. Um, how to talk to her. So – this is really, this is difficult given that I don't know you and I don't know how much you know this person. Yeah, is it right. someone that you are looking at um, from, from afar from, or up close? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd say that if, you know, you sit next to this person in class or whatever, then I would just start with small talk and it, it's, you know, it's pretty frustrating sometimes. But mm. um, maybe just start with like, oh, hey, how was your weekend? This is what I did on the weekend. Tell me about your weekend yeah. and strike up a conversation. Um, if you have never talked to this person before, then um, all I would say, and very, very politely, is I wonder how much you would think you have a crush on this person if you have never talked to them. Yeah. See, one of, one of my go-tos, like if I've ne- never met a person, like, you know, if I'm out with friends and I see someone that I think's kind of cute and I want to go and say hi or whatever one of my favourite ones is just like start up uh, like an incidental conversation so like if you're sitting next to them in class the equivalent would be like hey can I borrow a pen and then just sort of leading it on from there and so like I'll go I'll be like you know out out at night and I'll be like hey can I bum a dart and just use that as like 
a way just to sort of cut sure. through the ice and then just, ha- you know, just as a... So it's not super, like, in your face going, like, hey, did it hurt? And, like, when you fell from it, like, one of those, like, really <laughs> dodgy pickup lines. If that, you said that, that, that to me, worked. I would honestly... I would either... I wouldn't probably physically assault you. No, but, I deserve but, a slap. No, <laughs> well, I, I, I would be, like... I would probably absolutely laugh in your face. If anyone ever tried to do that to me, I'd be like... It depends on what kind of person you are, though, because in some ways I think you can use that as like, oh, are you an angel? Because you fell from heaven. You could kind of maybe play it in a way that is funny because you're being ironic. Yeah. I it's don't a, it's know, a hard I, one to yeah. hard one to pull, which is, is why I like yeah. just the hey, can I bum a dart or whatever, and just yeah. do it as a way to look, you know, yeah. ease it in, and then be like, you know, you know, you know, you say they go like, yep, sure thing, and you're like, oh, so like, what brings you here tonight, or like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean, and then or you do the oh, how was your weekend? Like now that the conversation is like opened up, started, yeah. it's mm. much easier to definitely. To, and something to I think up. that's really important to remember is that you're worth it. So really, like love yourself and have Mm. confidence in your presence and that you have something awesome to offer because that's the most important thing is that you love yourself more than you know, you love everybody else. That is really. great advice. Yeah. It really that is great it, it advice. makes such a big difference when you are cool and calm and collected and you approach someone, you're all chilled, because that is sexy. That is attractive. Yeah. And it's more it's more important what not, goes on not in your head that for if you. you. If you're shy, that that is not attractive. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely. But just like, I think sometimes for me, when I was in high school and I had a crush on someone, I would feel so nervous yeah. and it would stem from a belief that, um, they How wouldn't they be interested like in me. You? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And so, you know, it's just no point in beating yourself up over stuff like that because everybody's great. Yeah. Um, something that's like a really simple tip that I sometimes find effective is just like pointing out the obvious about the person, <laughs> being like, oh, my God, Nike shoes or like, <laughs> you know, like, like of, of them. You had hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, complimenting them or something mm. or if you notice something that's specific about them, maybe their backpack is has like... A something on it and you can strike up a conversation yeah. there um, but just like be chilled and remember that you're cool as well I think something that uh, we learn I guess as radio hosts and I've definitely learned in my time as host is that everyone is like just a person yeah. and like I don't know about you guys but like I've had some like pretty big interviews in my time at sin and then you look at you know it's like it's like when you meet like a celebrity or whatever and you're like you're freaking out you're like I don't know how to do this like I don't know how I'm going to speak to this person definitely it's yeah. the same feeling that you get with a crush right absolutely and yeah. you know during my time as, as a host like I've, I've interviewed some pretty like cool people and like people who I've, I was freaking out about like it just came up in my Facebook memories like two years ago I interviewed Andrew Hansen from the Chasers and I remember before that interview being like I'm never going to be able to speak to this person what have I gotten myself into this is an absolute nightmare but then you just learn that they're a person and I think that's a really good mentality to have going in when you're trying to speak to a crush and just going like they're a person you know Mm. if it helps go like they poop like that, I know I've heard mm. of like people going like if, if I just t- tell myself like yeah they also like you know do everything that I do like they poop and stuff mm. that like helps to like break down I guess this rose tinted glasses that you have yeah you know mm. going into it by mm. thinking of them not doing something that's particularly you know mm-hmm. attractive yeah I don't know about you guys as well but I always find it um, <laughs> like easier to like someone if they're nice to me as well. Yeah. I think sometimes people de- develop a belief that you got to treat them mean to keep them keen. And Wrong. if you're mean to girls, then they'll like you. And if guys are mean to you, then that means they like you. If I, In my experience, if 
you like someone, you're nice to them. Yeah. I mm. think that's a really important thing to remember as well. Why would you be you can mean get to anyone nerv- that you didn't Exactly. You, and you yeah. can get so nervous when you're talking to someone that you like and so your go-to instinct can be like attack sometimes. Yeah. But just remember that they're a person too. See, that's the thing is it's like, I know that, like, I've got friends who, like, try and, like, you know, pick girls up at bars and stuff. And they, they go, like, oh, like, I don't know why this didn't work. I don't know why this didn't work. And I'm just like, did you try, like, engaging them in, like, a conversation? And, What's and actually, their method? What's actually, their approach? I don't know. With this foreign but, creature, like, how can I attract yeah, my it, it, like, I, I flashed a light at her and she didn't respond. I, 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 like, I, I don't know what they're doing. But they go, like, I, I don't know like I don't know why I can't. I'm like, well, um. have you tried just, like, treating them like a person and, like, having a genuine conversation yeah. and, like, being nice to them? Yeah. And it's like... Ah. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being respectful to someone is super it's so attractive easy, you know and know lovely. I mean? Actually, actually, when I'm out, okay, this sounds like I'm a bit of a wanker. Um, uh, wanking is fine. No, everyone. this is a safe space. Um, but um, <laughs> that um, oh, if I'm out dancing, literally the the way that I attract people is um, with my dancing. Please and tell me you do the, Please, yeah, please tell me you do the lasso move where you like. <laughs> I, I have, and, and it has worked. And, yes, and, and it's actually, actually but most of the time when I do go out, mm. um, I always end up getting in some kind of dance off with um, someone. Uh, it, this isn't a joke, and it's and it's really fun. It's and 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 if if I am trying to, you know, attract someone, I. I definitely like. I just remember this one time at Cherry Bar with this guy, and um, I saw him from the start of the night. And as the night went on, like he was a really good dancer, and I was like, pretty good dancer. And so, like, <laughs> of course, and of course, the two good dancers met in the in the dance gravitated floor, towards and we each danced other. on the dance floor for like. Over an hour, and by this time, my friend was like, "I'm going to go," and I was like, "Okay, cool, bye." And, and, <laughs> and I was there with this guy by myself, and we ended up, you know, leaving together, and. Um, I realised that I hadn't actually talked to him that whole time. Apart oh, from wow. he was like, I need to go to the toilet. And I was like, cool, I'll be here. I'll be here. <laughs> Those were the beautiful words of yeah. poetry so sometimes, exchanged between you. Exactly. Sometimes, I mean, don't talk. That's terrible advice. I'm just telling a story. But <laughs> but it's worked for me. Just be a really good dancer. I don't know. See, no, no. I've got, I've got something that, to, to back that up. Like, mm. slightly different situation. Um, a couple of weeks ago, me and my friends went and saw Dirty Dancing uh, at the oh, Botanical beautiful. Gardens. Beautiful. It's wonderful. I love Aww. it. Swayze. Uh. Anyway, um, the next night, we were all out at a, at a bar, and it was, it was pretty early in the night. So, like, there were there was, like, a few people there, but it wasn't as packed as it got at, like, two in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, it was busy, but not super busy. And I'd run into a friend of mine, and she she's very, you know, short girl, very petite, which was is important for the where, where this story is going. Okay. Because I am not strong. I want to point that out. I'm a runner. Upper body strength. Can we strength test this later? Is, <laughs> sure. Upper body strength is not a thing for me. Okay. Um, anyway, so I went up to the DJ and I'm like, hey, dude, like, I hate to be that guy that goes and goes, like, can you play this song? Uh, but a bunch of us went and saw Dirty Dancing the other night and we'd really like to hear Time of My Life. And he's like, <gasps> I got your fan. No I know stress. where this is going. And so I, ra- I was running around telling I'm like, he's going to play, he's going to play, he's going to play it. And then I ran into my friend again and I'm like, I need you to be on the dance floor in, like, 30 seconds. And she's like, yeah, man, I got you. And, like, we've known each other for a while. Um, one of the things I saw her do was, like, get, like, honey and feathers put on her for, like, four hours. So she's, like, she's pretty chill and, like, happy to she's go. She's pretty out there. She's pretty happy just to go with the flow and just, yeah. just do everything. Anyway, cool. so the song starts. We start doing, like, I guess, like, you know, sort of some of that ballroom-style dancing, whatever. Cute. Song builds up. I run back. Oh, my gosh. And then as it, like, reaches that first peak, I, like, power slide in. Everyone disappears from the dance floor. It's just the two of us. We do, like, lifts. We do the lift from Dirty Dancing. 
only onto my shoulder. I didn't go all the way over my head because I'm like, I don't want to drop this girl because that's going to end so badly. And, you know, like, kept doing that. And then the song song ended. Everyone applauded and then came back on. And then I went to go and get a drink. And then some other girl just came up to me and was like, and was like you got moves. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <yay>! thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is yeah. Ryan Gosling's move in S- Crazy Stupid Love. I've never seen it, but yet. <laughs> are yeah. You, yeah, so, you need to watch this film because you guys See, are the same. I, pref- I, pre- I prefer the other sexy Canadian Ryan <laughs> in Ryan Reynolds. Fair enough. For some reason, <laughs> I, I was like, Justin Trudeau, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, his name's not Ryan, but still he's the sexiest Canadian there oh. ever was. Oh but yeah, God. so like dancing, dancing is a good one to do. Yeah, um, I would be very impressed if you break out, b- broke out into dancing at school <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Um, but hopefully, somewhere in there, you got a little bit of a, a tidbit of yes. advice to help. Um, we're going to be here next week, so do text us back if you know. Yeah, let us happen. know how you go. We'd be very keen. Yes, fingers crossed for you. Should I? Should we go to a song or we'll, one more question? We've got one more question, and Alrighty. then we'll, we'll go into a, a tune. Um, so this next question is: All my friends are on the pill, but I've never taken it before. What can I spe- expect if I take it? Oof. I'm going to leave that for the ladies in the room. Mato, I have a lot of feels about this. Oh, so I, you know, story. Not really an interesting story, but a story. I was 18. Um, I was going through a turbulent time. I'd just broken up with my boyfriend and I was really happy about it, but also what am I going to do? This is mm-hmm. sure. my first boyfriend, I, w- whatever. Um, and <laughs> my thought is, oh, wow, okay, well, now I can, you know, have sex with other people, so I should go on the pill. And I went on the cheapest uh, pill that you can take. Okay. And... In those 10 days that I took it, and I know I know that they say you should take it for like two to three months to get that you full know, experience. Exactly. Okay. But in those 10 days, and I'm an emotional person, but I cried at least three times every day. Wow. I felt like I wanted to, um, you know, do bad things to myself. It was incredibly intense and... It wasn't like I, I know what I feel like when I don't feel good about myself and something happens. And this felt like it was an unnatural, like it, it felt like something else was inhabiting my body because it was. Since then, I have not been on any form of hormonal contraception. And I am pretty keen to keep it that way. I'm not, I've, I've gone into a lot more research about the types of contraceptions and stuff like that. But on the cheapest form, that is um, what had happened to me, basically. Mm. That's my experience. I think it's um, a really good idea to go to your GP and chat about what your best option is because um, much like the person who sent in the question, uh, all my friends were on the pill and so I went into my GP and I think I was... Uh, interested in getting it myself Um, but then my doctor said okay cool well let's just look at all your options Mm. Um, because I think the pill is a really popular choice of contraception which is fine and it works for a lot of people Um, but there are so many other things that you can do as well Um, and so I had the 
I think it was called the Depo Pro Vera. Um, it's a shot that you get once every three months. Um, for me, that worked really well because I am forgetful and I wouldn't trust myself. I have myself. never heard of that one. It's awesome. It's really good. So, uh, well, for me, it was at least. I can't right. say for everybody. Um, so, it is basically, from what I can understand, what I can remember, um, it's, and I'm not a doctor as well, but it is the same sort of chemical that the pill is, only it's a shot form. You get it uh, once every three months, so then you just cruise on through. Mm. And um, you should go to back to your GP maybe like a few weeks before it finishes just to make sure that you don't have any like um, scares or anything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. that's a really good thing to do as well. Um, that can have different side effects as well, but uh, that's something to think about. And I actually have now – so I did that for about a year and I have now graduated to having – I can't remember what it's called, but it's a little – piece of plastic that lives in my arm. Implanon. An Implanon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Implanon sits in your arm for three years and it is a slow release of the chemical that uh, means you do not get pregnant. It acts as a contraception. And so that worked awesomely for me as well. Um, the, so I, if I could yeah. just interrupt. Yeah. So those ones sound like... <laughs> How do I say this? Basically, uh, there's one that I know of that is more localised, which is the marina. That's an IUD. So it's inserted into the uterus and um, you can look up how it actually works. I'm not an expert in that. But when I was I – was, I'm obviously very worried about uh, hormonal contraception and how it's going to affect my mental health yeah, because right. it does. Yeah. Um, and my GP said that – if I was to go on any hormonal contraception, that that would be the best one because it is localised to the area that it is responding to. Oh, so right. it doesn't have to go through your whole system to make it happen. It stays just there. Absolutely. So that is also an option. And if you are young and you're not looking to um, fall pregnant um, anytime soon, that stays in for five years. Wow, five years, yes. right. And as far as I know, the implant is three years, yeah, so yeah. similar. I've yep. also heard that, I'm not sure if this is the same thing, sorry, but I've also heard a friend of a friend has, uh, it's called a coil. Um, and yeah, it's a piece the of copper coil. Yeah, the copper coil mm-hmm. is the same thing you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That is. Not I've heard hor- really good things about that. Mm. That's yeah. not homo- hormonal. That is, oh, right. that is uh, I'm it's not- like a more natural based. Yes. Um, Form of contraception. Mm. Um, a friend, my friend of a friend who had it, said that uh, she was uncomfortable for three days. Mm. So that's something to be aware of. But mm-hmm. then afterwards, fine. I think the one thing that's important also to remember when it comes to hormonal contraception is that everybody is different. My friend was able to take the cheapest form of pill for five years and had absolutely no problem with her mental right. health. And clearly, I was not. Um, I was not the same. And so the only way to know if it works for you is to give it a try. That's that's it. Yeah. Basically. And your GP will also be able to weigh in on what will work for your body and what won't, but it's good to be informed and empowered with all of the different tools that are there for mm-hmm. you. I think it's also just important just to throw out a reminder that the pill is only for contraception and doesn't do anything for like STIs and stuff. Yes, um, absolutely. Because I know that there's a, you know, there's a sort of like a, you know, we only ever really think about pregnancy when mm-hmm. it comes to sort of you know protection during sex um and condoms are the best form against stis so just mm-hmm. just yeah. thought it's a, a, a good time to throw that one out there yeah uh, no just very as important a reminder. to remember i think i have heard that um 
STDs and STIs are actually on the rise statistically because people are becoming so uh, easy to conform that the pill is sufficient, but mm. you really do need to remember to have a condom. And see, that's the, the thing is like everyone, like particularly like, you know, with a partner, it's different. Um, if it's just in a monogamous relationship, it's slightly mm. different. But, but it's but still like, important to have STD and STI absolutely. checks, absolutely. even if you're with the same person. Just oh, because as a it's, policy, I go out and get one every three months, regardless yeah, great, of how many people great, I've slept with great. in that time. And there are a lot of um, sex health clinics yeah, around um, that you can do it for free. And Melbourne Sexual Health always, Clinic will do yeah. a walk-in. Um, I think the longest I've spent there was just over an hour um, from like walk-in to walk-out. So but you can always schedule an appointment yeah, as well. Absolutely. And the nurse is really great. Yeah, and it's yeah. a really easy way to do it and yeah. they will sort you out with everything. Mm. So we've just talked about some pretty intense topics or we've alluded to them. Um, if you feel as though you need um, help with your mental health, um, Please, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. They're a really good resource. It's 24 hours. Um, very important. And I guess that might be a really good segue to go into another song. Yep. Mm. So this, I didn't mean to make it so relevant, but the first one, um, the first question that we answered was about someone who had a crush and they wanted to impress them. Um, <laughs> I've downloaded a song by a Korean, um, like the, the super... K-pops. Oh, yes. awesome. Yes. Um, it's by the Wonder Girls and it's called Why So Lonely. And the best thing about this song is the film clip. So please look this up if you're listening. Um, <laughs> it is – they're just – I just don't understand. that. Here it is, Wonder Girls, Why So Lonely. I'm Molly. This is Naughty Rude Show. This is Sin 90.7. That was the Wonder Girls with Why So Lonely. I am Molly. I'm here with Josh and Merrin on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin 90.7. Now we're going to have a little chat about different types of relationships and different types of relationships that we can have and how they can form. I had a chat to Josie, uh, Catherine and Monica this week about polyamory because... As we said before, none of us are in polyamorous relationships or, mm. or currently. We may have been before, but we're not now. And so we're not the best people to talk to. And so I thought it would be best to get some information from people who are. So Good idea. Yeah. Beauty. It's a really nice chat. So I'll just play what I got uh, now. Hi, I'm Josie. I am a 23-year-old trans girl. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. And how I would describe my relationship as would be uh, polyamorous. Uh, I'm currently dating seven other people. Hi, I'm Catherine. I am 20 years old. I'm a bi or pan cis woman. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm in a poly relationship with two people currently. And hi, I'm Monica. I'm 23 years old and I'm a cis woman, she her pronouns, and I'm here to talk about my polyamorous relationships. Polyamory, to um, use, I guess, a, a bit of a dictionary definition, would be being in multiple relationships with multiple people. The idea that you can have relationships with more than just one person. I first heard about polyamory well into a polyamorous relationship that I was in. It can be multiple people in a relationship with each other. It could be multiple relationships with different people who don't necessarily know each other. And it's just kind of the idea that you don't have to be monogamous for a relationship to be valid. I think that it, it's different for a lot of different people that are involved in it. I'd kind of 
blundered through a series of rather unsuccessful monogamous relationships had convinced myself that basically I was unable to be loved in that respect because I just couldn't function. And then someone came to me and introduced themselves to someone who was polyamorous. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I never really understood why one had to be monogamous, but I kind of just went along with it because that was all I knew existed. And I found out about polyamory and I thought, this is, this is pretty much me. This has been me for most of my life. For me, polyamory is ethical non-monogamy. It's a way of being enriched by different people romantically and sexually with a kind of open, honest relationship with all of the people involved so that you kind of minimise harm while still having kind of the freedom that I need. I'm personally of the belief that this is like you can't expect one person to give you all of your emotional needs and validate you in the ways that you need. When I met my, uh, well, like the partner that I've been with for the longest at the moment, I was about four months out of a long relationship, I think four years or something. I was kind of in a state of mind where I was like, I just want everything to be casual, I don't really want to be in a committed relationship at all, and I was seeing a few people. When I met my current partner, we kind of sat down and had a conversation where I was like, look, if we're going to start seeing each other, I just want you to know you might see me out with other people because I am seeing other people. Uh, is that something that's okay with you? And he was like, actually, that's something that I'm already doing and, like, I also want, want that. I mean, theoretically it would, but I think people are more open to it and I think perhaps more people suit it than one would think. So I, I have two partners who aren't in a relationship with each other and they were, like, surprisingly easy for me to find, but... I do know some people who are very, like, firmly monogamous, so I, I guess it's an added thing about... It's something else that you have to add in terms of kind of matching values or what people want from relationships. That it's not really that much of a problem. Uh, a lot of people uh, sort of share my opinions of relationships and are kind of more focused on, um, like, being with... A number of people because it's just kind of easier that way. Um, I was kind of surprised actually how well my parents took it. Um, I think I kind of um, shocked all of the shock out of them with my hey I'm trans thing. So saying like hey I am dating X amount of people they were just kind of like cool do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I'm really really happy in the way that I've been like running my romantic life over the last couple of years and it's always changing and that kind of stuff but um i have found something that really really suits me i'm a good communicator which is so ideal for um for polyamory you know the the more clear and honest you can be i find the better it turns out because you know Something that people don't really know is that you can still cheat if you're in a polyamorous relationship. You can still be dishonest and betray someone. It's like when you're in school at like age 12 and people are like, you can only have one best friend, so you're going to need to pick one. And you're like, but I have like three best friends. 
And they're all great, and they're all different people, but they're still my best friends. And I think it's kind of that idea, but with relationships. People sort of make sense. It's like you have friends for various reasons because, you know, you can be artistic with them or they share interests such as sport, for instance. But, and then why would it be such a big deal that you also, you know, date and have sex with them? He and I uh, have always been very much like, oh my gosh, guess what? I just met this really cute person at a bar the other day and like we got along so well and it was really hot and like there was a lot of sexual tension and like we're going to see each other again. And we talk to each other about it in the way that you would talk to your best friend about meeting someone new and sexy or like new and, and intellectually stimulating or you know anything like that. A big part of polyamorous relationships is communication you have to be able to communicate what you want how you're feeling to multiple people at the same time and you know you have to be able to navigate um topics that may make people uncomfortable you have to you know change the way you talk about certain things some partners might not want to know about like what you do with other partners some partners will absolutely want to hear about what's going on. Jealousy exists in every relationship, even uh, monogamous ones and polyamorous ones. Just, if people could stop saying that they couldn't do it because of jealousy, because I think jealousy is something that you deal with in every relationship, even if it's a friendship, but even in monogamous relationships, and you kind of have to deal with the source of that, and then the emotion of jealousy, even if you're just dating one person. If you don't communicate really well in a in a relationship, and a certain partner feels like you're spending more time with other partners, for instance, there's a lot of jealousy that can erupt, sort of in there. I find, in my experience, it's more so jealousy about wanting the attention and wanting the experiences that other people share with your partner, rather than feeling jealous that the relationship even exists at all. Compersion is is like a polyamory term, where you feel kind of secondhand empathetic joy and love from hearing one of your partners talk about their other relationships. Like recently, Duke fell in love with um, fell in love with this wonderful woman, and when he talked to me about her and kind of expressed the way that she made him feel, I got butterflies and. I felt warm and I, it, it just made me really excited and happy as though I had a new crush as well. Another word um, that has been helpful is metamorph, which is a word to describe your lover's lover. Um, I, some legitimacy would be quite nice. There's not really a lot of ways that... Um, like multiple partners can be validated in in society at the moment i mean like obviously you can't get married you can't have like multiple people be beneficiaries of life insurance it's it's really hard to sort of exist in a society that doesn't recognize you at any point and doubling down with the whole like trends thing on top of that it's just like well you kind of get used to it after a while i'd like them to become more viewed because Often, the first thing that someone kind of reacts as, the first way someone reacts when I tell them that I and I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend is that I'm cheating on both of them. So, That's funny. 
I have to I have to explain like no actually it's all consensual um and I said we are when they're together because they're such good friends as much as it would be nice for everyone to be like oh yeah that's totally normal and cool that's not really going to be the case and I prefer to just continue living my life happily with the knowledge that like everything that I'm doing is my choice back when I kind of didn't realize polyamory existed there was definitely a part of me that was just like I wish I could do this more than once because people are really brilliant and I really like these people but it's like not a done thing and I I have so much love for my partners and it's really brilliant it's been really good for me you know it's it's like a pie in the sky fantasy of like having a wedding with like five like girls beside me and just going we're all married now so we just heard from Josie Catherine and Monica and that was about polyamory so guys what do you think what uh, what did you know about polyamory before and um, does this change your opinion about how you would conduct your relationships um, personally I, I've wandered down the, the open relationship uh, road before, which is, I guess you could you could say it's similar, not quite as as um, I'd say intense as polyamory because it's more just casual sex outside of a relationship for for open right. relationships. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's sort of like a, a you know, but that but that but can go under steps, polyamory. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing that they were saying about polyamory is that you have, um, like you have a either one or multiple partners they yeah. can be primary or secondary usually I, I assume that there's one primary a few secondary and those are people that you date you yeah. formally date they are there on the constant but this yeah. also includes people that you uh, are just seeing or sleeping with on the side polyamory comes into all of those yeah. things and all of those people's ma- matter and are a part of the polyamorous like world. a family if you will in a sense yeah, yeah. And see, I've got friends who are in polyamorous relationships um, on on all levels, and so for me, like I'm pretty exposed to that world, whilst not necessarily actively participating in it uh, at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think it was really great, and something that I wanted to, to bring attention to just very quickly: um, if you've got time, there's an ABC series um, called "You Can't Ask That," and I'm pretty sure they did yes. a, an episode on polyamory. Yeah, and so if you want to explore a little bit more. Um, like that's definitely the way to go, and they've got some great topics on 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 a range of different subjects. But I think that one's a a, yeah. a, a good one to go and have a, a little squiz at. That episode of you can't ask that is really informative as yeah. well. Um, so it's absolutely fantastic to watch. Uh, so that was that's actually been one of my only experiences uh, to do with polyamory, hmm. and there is an American reality show. Um, uh, about polyamory and it follows a few different families of polyamorous uh, groups in LA I think yeah. and um, it's it's really interesting it's really really interesting but I think it's quite a like a liberated approach to love and sex and relationships it seems like it stems from a core belief in kindness and openness and trust and yeah and wanting other generosity and yeah yeah sorry i've just um i've got monica here on who's messaging me um who was in that little excerpt um oh hello just, monica yeah well she's just Thank messaging you. me um and she's just um mentioned um that um not all poly relationships have a primary in fact that's way less common now yeah. so um mm. 
hierarchy doesn't work for everyone. That was what um, she just said. So I think that that's also, it's best to come from someone who uh, is obviously in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So just to clear those things up. Thank you so much for bringing that to us, Molly. And thank you to everyone who you interviewed. It was really lovely to hear your stories. No problem. I'm really happy to have talked to everyone. I had a really great time. Um, Should we go to a tune? Yep. So this song... (laughs) Uh, is by Erica Bardot, who I love. And um, the song is called Next Lifetime, and it's about being in a relationship with someone and falling in love with someone else and being like, well, I guess I'll see you in another lifetime. We can work it out then. So uh, I'm Molly. This is The Naughty Fruit Show on Sin 90.7. That was Next Lifetime by Erica Bardot. I'm Molly. I'm here with Merrin and Josh. This is The Naughty Fruit Show on Sin 90.7. How good was that, Jen? It was beautiful. Absolute banger. First, first time listener, uh, first time caller. Uh, great tune. Thank you, thank you. I'm really enjoying doing DJ. I'm going to do it next week <laughs> as well. You guys don't have a say. Um, That's fine. <laughs> so I have up now. I, when I was talking to people about uh, polyamory, I also talked to a lovely uh, woman called uh, Catherine Joy. And she practices uh, relationship anarchy. And I was trying to edit um, that together and put them all together. And I realized that this was its own separate thing. And yep. it is a very interesting concept that um, that I've now kind of connected with. Um, so I'm going to play this for you. And then after that, I would really like to have a chat. Yeah, before it. that, just for people who don't know, can you define... Uh, relationship anarchy, or does the video, the clip, do that well enough? She she does it very well. Yep. And after that, I am happy to sort of clear up anything. Yeah, cool. If, if you have any questions, so awesome. This is uh, Catherine Joy on relationship anarchy. Hi, I'm Catherine Joy. I am a cisgender, queer, white, able-bodied woman, um, and my pronouns. Uh, she, her, or they, there. It's a, I'm having a complicated relationship with pronouns at the moment. The funny thing about relationship anarchy is it doesn't... It's sort of about taking labels away. The main things that I would say that are different to lots of other kinds of relationship um, philosophies or practices is that relationship anarchy is about um, sort of taking away hierarchy. So it doesn't... It's about not differentiating between your sexual, romantic and platonic relationships. It doesn't place more value on one than the other. So it's not about saying this is what a partner is or this is what a friendship is. It's trying to take away all of those ideas and assumptions and it's about working it out between the people involved in the relationship. But I think the main difference is that polyamory still tends to value romantic or sexual relationships in a way that's separate to a friendship or a a different kinds of relationships so it's still talking about it's still labeling things it tends to like partners or primary partner or it's still looking at a particular kind of relationship the sexual um, romantic relationship and kind of privileging it in a way so relationship anarchy the main difference I would say is it's it's really, it's more of a level playing field in terms of all of your relationships. And you can be sexually monogamous and still a relationship anarchist. Even if you are sexually monogamous, 
that relationship doesn't take preference it doesn't it's not privileged over your other ones socially we do that there is a hierarchy of love you know if you say someone is your husband and someone else says someone is their boyfriend and someone else says someone is their friend we make assumptions about what that means and we place value in our society on husband over friend or boyfriend mm -hmm. you know you know i think of all the people in my life as lovers whether there's sex involved or not it's a tricky one because obviously the great thing about labels is that it does kind of show that someone is meaningful to you and you and if you take that away other people might not realize how important that person is yeah i mean when people ask me are you in a relationship at the moment and for me it's been really important to say i'm in lots of relationships you know i'm in a relationship with myself i'm in a relationship with my friends with my community with the environment there are many relationships and for me it's about taking away that idea that there's only one kind of relationship that we can talk about. You know, I think of the possibilities of, of taking that away. You know, maybe if we weren't so caught up in or obsessed with a romantic sexual relationship and privileging that, we could think more about what our other relationships are and what we put into them and what they mean to us. And so it's just about going, you know, what does this mean for us? And all relationships are then unique. Yep, so that was Catherine Joy uh, talking to us about relationship anarchy there. Um, what did you guys think? I think that was really interesting. Mm. Like, it was, it was definitely an interesting insight into an area that I hadn't really looked at before much myself. Yeah. I think it kind of fits into what she was saying about what sorry what what she, what she was saying I think kind of fits into what I was feeling when I was thinking about um polyamory and how it stems from like a core value of kindness and openness and just like a real goodness mm. to it um particularly how she said you know things like how society will place a higher value on the term husband versus friend mm. um like I I kind of think we could be beyond that you know, really? Yeah. And, Wouldn't and that be nice? I, I really, I really, really like the, the idea of, well, I mean, I had to cut a lot of this stuff out because it was a really long interview, about 25 minutes, and obviously I can't play all of it, but we had some really nice um, chats, and one of the analogies that we sort of discussed was when you say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, which I've always found a really weird concept because we always have a diet like mm. what we eat is part of our diets mm -hmm. so to go on a diet means that that's a, a temporary thing and that's sort of really a strange concept because I don't know why you would something that is going to be temporary is clearly going to change and then do you know what I mean so if if you're talking about like that when it comes to relationships you're sort of like oh you know I'm in a relationship well actually us here in the studio, we have different kinds of relationships. They're not mm. intimate, um, yeah, yet or not, but um, they're not. And but we're you know this is a friendship. Mm. We with our boss, we have a different kind of relationship with mm -hmm. the people that we are sleeping with, and said I will be intimate with you. That is a kind of relationship. But to say oh, I'm in a relationship, like we're all in relationships with each other all the time mm. Mm. so that's that's sort of where it came from for me definitely i, I think yeah. society places a higher value on romantic relationships 
you know, it fits into the like, oh, you're in a relationship, you're doing well at life. And if you're single, you're a hot mess and all of that sort of like level of what makes you important, what makes you somehow less, which is just wrong. Yeah, I think it all ties into that classic like American dream type thing yeah. which has become the Australian dream and you know mm. all of all yeah. of you know just, just depends on the country really where it's you know you know husband wife couple of kids white picket fence all of that nonsense type yeah, thing definitely. um and like but you see it you see it in bars all the time like you know you so often do you hear of that the thing of like a guy like trying to like get in on get in with a girl and she being like oh no that's my boyfriend and it's that idea that you know like we do you know particularly guys Guys and other guys like see that. Oh no, they're they're with someone like that's it. I'm not. I'm, I can't. Well, I also in, find you know find I mean? those instances is like uh, men will not um, go for another woman or try yeah. to attract them because oh, I have respect for the other man because she absolutely. is their property, and absolutely. that's what bothers me about oh, that. Yeah. There's definitely like sexism in that as well, but mm-hmm. in terms of that, you know. Even if there's not, you know, like you know, like for some for some girls, they've just found that to be the easier one, and you know, easier excuse. And some guys would just ex- accept a no, sure, thanks, not interested. Sometimes don't have the energy for it. Yeah, um, mm. but it it does. It is also that like oh, you know, in a relationship, you know, prioritizing that mm. we're mm. done here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that I mean, I, I, I in a perfect world, you would be able to meet someone and be like, hey, uh, I'm not. Like, I mean, obviously, you might not say this is immediately when you meet them, but be like, hey, I don't want anything intimate with you, but you seem like a really great person. Let's be, I, I would like us to be friends. Or yeah. in this case, when it comes to relationship anarchy, you wouldn't really define it as friend, boyfriend or whatever. You'd be like, you'd probably just say, this relationship is not going to be sexual. Mm. And whatever would arise from that, you would figure out with the other person. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm. I think that's, well comes from anarchists so <laughs> anyway um do we want to go to a question um sure yeah we've got one here uh on the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask that's where you can ask all of your questions the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask um and this question is wanking slash porn how much how often is too often um when it becomes a problem is when I'm gonna just just throw oh my that God, out. That was my answer. You uh, stole it from me. Because <laughs> well, like I, Give I it back. I'm friends with a lot of people who have very different libidos and stuff, mm-hmm. and could be like once once a month's enough for me. Mm. Um, and then I know guys. I went to an all guys school. Like there were guys who they were doing like five times a day, and I'm like, I had a friend that said oh, up to ten times a day sometimes, and I was just like, that is it's quite intense. Yeah. Like, whatever works, as long as it's not, like, affecting, yeah. like, you know, as long as you're not doing it and then running late to, like, meetings and stuff and it's getting in the way of your life and you, you're prioritising that over other things. It's the same with how, how much sex is too much sex, as long as it mm. isn't interfering with the other parts of your life. It's mm. the same with any sort of addiction, I guess. You know, as long as mm. it's manageable and, you know, you don't, you know, it's it's not interfering. Go, go for your life. But there's also... Uh I think that we can, it's really easy to associate judgment with masturbation and it's somehow wrong or dirty, particularly for women to do it. It's like, you know, it's so new that we can finally talk about it openly in society. Mm. Um, So, hell, I think if you need a, if you want a couple of wank a day, go for it. Get in there. But yeah, maybe like 
be aware that if mm. it crosses a place where you're hurting yourself or you're hurting other people or mm. it's becoming more of a negative, you can always reach out for help. Yeah. Um, but definitely don't like be too hard on yourself if you're, no. you know, craving some sexual healing. It's great. And it's wonderful. Sometimes it's just something to pass the time. We've Absolutely. all had those like really long days when we've just been at home and had nothing on for the day. And oh my then gosh, you go like those were the days, three, oh, they? three or four times. <laughs> Um, I think the guidelines for me when it comes to that sort of stuff, uh, you both sort of say that, but I I like to put it into a list because (laughs) I'm quite methodical like that. So I think that if you are physically in pain from masturbating too much, Mm -hmm. if you are masturbating too much to the point of you are not interacting with other people or if you are masturbating enough to the point that where when you are not masturbating, that is all you can think about, as you said, Mm. taking over your life, that is where, for me, it would become a problem. How do you mean um, when it becomes something to do with interfering with other people? Well, as in like, you know, if someone's like, hey, do you want to come out for a drink tonight? And you'd be like, nah, so is a busy. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean literally okay. like that, like like your, your or if it's you still affecting your, your other relationships in a... Yeah, yeah if you, your mum's like, oh, so come, down, come down for dinner, and you'd be like, oh, mm, oh, maybe I'm not really hungry. And that's what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's also like if you've got like a partner and you're opting to, you know, have a wank over like having, you know, sex with them. And like sometimes. And like sometimes like that's like a fair option, but like if it's like a a consistent, like say it goes like two weeks and every time they're just like, hey, like let's let's have some fun. And you're like, nah. And. You know, you, you, but then I think it's not so much like that's a problem with your masturbation. Mm. You need to look into that. I would probably more just like reevaluate your relationship and look if it that's, could, it if could, it's it actually really that, working yeah. for you. Mm. Because maybe you don't there's want to, and facts. there's nothing wrong with not wanting to have sex with your partner. No, absolutely, that's not. totally fine. Yeah, tune, tune, tune. All right, I've lined up this one. It is "Koi" by Leif. Um, Leif is a queer. Uh, artist and they are really great. This is a great song. If you want some bangers and some really great dancing, once again music videos, they are everything uh, in this situation. I'm Molly. I'm here with Marin and Josh. This is the Naughty Rude Show on Sin 90.7. What a great song. Thank you, Molly. We we were all dancing. Yeah, we were. I hope you were at home too. We were like going (laughs) off in here. Those (laughs) arms were in the air. Oh, no one can see Marin right now, but her arms are just in the air. (laughs) They were in the air. Okay. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) What we have up next is a pretty intimate conversation. So uh, I spoke to my friend Tom about uh, his relationship with the gay community. So um, I wanted to chat to Tom in a really personal way about his particular experience and what life is like him specifically. So in particular, I wanted to explore his beliefs on the hypersexual stereotype of gay men and what Tom describes as a need for more queer spaces without a sexual undertone. So we talk for about 10 minutes in here and we go through a variety of topics. It's pretty laid back. It's just him and I having a good chat. And I learned a lot from this conversation um, and I'm really hoping that everyone else can too. And maybe if you're um, also a gay male, then maybe you'll be able to relate to Tom because I think he's got some really wonderful words to share. Awesome. Yeah. Exciting. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, Tom, as an introvert, what is your experience of walking into a gay club or bar? It's an interesting one. When you walk into a gay club or bar, 
First of all, it's great, and it's great that those places <laughs> exist. exist. Yeah, it's really great to be surrounded by people in the community. That's really fun and feels really good. I feel like you kind of need to adopt a persona that is greater than yourself. It's almost as though you kind of exaggerate every aspect of your personality and in to the nth degree and then divas are like idolized in these kind of environments so like you've got to be exude like drip confidence like venom out of your skin like you've got to be something that everyone can look at yeah you've got to show so much confidence that's the way to be like seen exactly and and that's that's kind of i mean at least for me anyway that's how i feel like i can i guess like fit in like be a part of these places is that i you know walk into that room and then I sort of think everybody's looking at me and I am the queen of the universe and the waves part <laughs> and the water is warm, you know, like yeah, yeah. as an introvert, um, as you put, it's exhausting after, you know, a couple of hours of doing that and talking to people like that. It's just like, I'm going to go home and, you know, listen to, listen to Nina Simone and not talk to anyone for 40 hours. So it's like really draining. Yeah, yeah. It can be it can be very draining because for me it's it's not being myself. How is your experience as an introvert being on dating apps? Uh awful. Dating apps are awful categorically <laughs> and every time. They yeah, they're bad. People have had success with dating apps um and I wish them all the best, but those are fringe circumstances and um dating apps do not work for me because I just don't I can't make small talk at the best of times. And so having a new conversation with a new person every single day or every other day, it's too much. Do you think that there's a lot of objectification on apps like Grindr and, you know, in environments where gay men can socialise and meet each other? Is there a lot of objectification? And if so, is it a bad thing? Definitely. Definitely a lot of objectification um, as gay men are highly sexual creatures, I suppose. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, I can't, I, I'm not really sure. I think it's... It's kind of just how it is, but it's neither here nor there. Well, I, I, I'm not really sure, honestly. Like, it's definitely bad. Objectification is not good because people are people. They're not objects. When you go into, like, a gay club or a gay bar or something, you know, like, sometimes guys will, like, pinch your ass or grab your dick or touch you when maybe you don't want to be touched, and that's not okay, and that's because they're objectifying you. It's more to do with a greater issue surrounding gay male culture, which is that it's all, like, our primary function is sex and that's that's all we really care about everything else is just everything else is secondary to sex or who you're sleeping with and that's something that we as gay men need to address in seeing each other more as humans and less as you know just kind of twinks and bears and otters and lions oh my you just said so many words that i don't really like understand what they mean that's so exciting you should invite me over for dinner <laughs> great chat this is where we had to pause the interview because tom needed to take a phone call but when he came back we started talking about a particular video clip that tom was really interested in discussing great so we're talking about brendan mclean's video clip house of air i just watched it for the first time and i learned an awful lot and i learned a lot and i learned a lot a lot but what did you think of it? What did you think? It's a great video clip. Brendan McLean's a really talented queer artist who's been 
he's been around for ages now. Mm. Like, and he was in The Great Gatsby, which is really cool. He played a character. Yeah, he played. Who did he play? Uh, I can't remember what the character's called, but it's like the piano player. Just in, look at it on IMDb. In, yeah, he's yeah. yeah for sure. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, the video clip is <laughs> it's kind of cute in a way. Mm. Like, I think it's kind of cute that it's like, a cute song. Yeah. I think it's a really cute song. Yeah, for sure. It's a cute song. I, I just kind of feel like the gay male sexual imagery, I feel like we've kind of been seeing that for a really long time. People have been exposed to that since before I was born in the early 90s, and I'm sure people were making performance art like that video clip in the 80s and maybe even the 70s. I'm not I'm shamefully poorly read in queer history. But... Look, it's a cool film film clip and, like, good on him for having a red-hot go and, you know... Like... But do you think that other areas of queer communities should be explored in the arts and given more light and more voices? Oh, yes, definitely. I think, I think um, the white gay male cisgender male narrative is shamefully overrepresented in the arts and especially in queer arts as well and we need to do more... As a gay man, I feel like there needs to be more voices from transgender men and transgender women and asexual men and women and non-binary people and that's the kind of conversations and those are the kind of voices I think need to be louder in our community so we can be more holistic and we can celebrate everyone's, you know, gender identity and everyone's everyone's sexual identity and celebrate that rather than just normalising gay cisgender male. What's your experience of, like, the Melbourne art scene with all of those different types of people? Are they represented at all or not enough? Yeah, well, Melbourne has a great um, art scene and uh, a really great queer art scene as well. Um, uh, It's not very big, unfortunately, but, um, you know, every year there's more graduates from art schools and there's more people coming into it, which is really exciting. There's a lot of uh, experimental work coming coming out that I've seen a bit of recently, which is really interesting. Um, I saw a show recently, they just performed at Midsummer called Hard Queer Death Pony, and it was two uh, non-binary performers. It's kind of an exploration of identity, I think, and roles. And for, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very, uh, I think it's open to interpretation, but I kind of saw it as a love story, a tragic love story. Uh, but it's a really, really great, interesting performance. Both the performers are, are really talented and um, and it's got a great soundtrack that is both incredibly overwhelming and beautiful. Oh, nice. Is it still showing? Uh, no, uh, sadly... Never I, is. I, think it's I finished, always miss things. But, but, um, but it might be back and you can keep on... But the point is that art is being made, which is great because when we see the art from these people, we identify and understand them a little bit more and we're more inclusive as a society. It's less us and them. It's us. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And that's the, <laughs> yeah, and the Golden Globe goes to, um, yeah, that's, um, and th- that's exactly the end goal. I think that's the end goal for all social justice movements of whether it be LGBTQIA plus or feminism or something. It's to stop us versus them and just 
be us, you know? We're mm. all humans on this. We're all in this together. Yeah, we're all hurtling through a rock in space. Oh, my um, gosh. And and climate change is real, so we need to talk about that. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Let's, just, let's get all the social justice over and done with, and then we can talk about climate change and how we can save this beautiful planet that we live on. Heck, Buy yeah. Buy a keep cup. Yeah. <laughs> get on it now but like okay we're towards the end of our time together tom but just before we go i want to ask you do you feel like if you identify as a gay man to fit into the culture do you have to be hypersexual because there is such a stereotype about gay men being hypersexual creatures if you're not like that if you're a little bit different where do you think you fall i think if you're a gay cisgender male that isn't necessarily hypersexual or maybe is not all that interested in sex, then you have just as much right to be in this community as guys who sleep with four guys in one night, not necessarily at the same time. Um, and that's, I think, yeah, that's something we as a community, the gay male community needs to Change from within? Well, yeah, the change has got to come from within our own community. And, you know, that's it's it's okay if people, like, if you go on a date, if you go on three or four dates and the guy doesn't want to have sex with you because maybe, because sex can mean different things for different people and is more or less significant for different people. Like, everyone's different. And it's funny that on the surface, LGBTQIA plus community is all about celebrating differences, but within our own community, there can be a lot of shunning of people who are different, which we as a, which we all as a community need to address and need to dismantle because like we were saying before, it's not us and them, it's us. That was beautiful, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that was my conversation with Tom. He seems lovely. He is lovely. He's wonderful. He seems like a very nice young man. He is a very nice young man. I'm glad you oh, think good. so. Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. No, that was <laughs> um, a really, so Tom yeah. had I thought Tom had some really beautiful and wonderful things to say about um, the representation of queer men and uh, so he was a really strong point that he made was that there is a need for more queer spaces without a sexual undertone. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a, a very true point. Like, I, the last couple of weeks, just by luck, I've ended up at um, Circuit on Smith Street, which is a gay bar, and then at Yaya's, which is doing Thursday at the mm. moment. And it's ta- it's oh, taken Thursdays the- is great. Thursdays is great. And, like, I had a wonderful time there. It's a, it's, it's, it's a really fun environment to be in, but like yeah. that super like hypersexual thing that you're saying is so evident there as well. And like mm. I was there with friends and like I noticed it, like I was getting hit on like all the time. It was wonderful. It was really great for my ego. It got mm. to a point where I'm like, okay, <laughs> just go away. I get it. Um but yeah, like it's it's totally true. Like there's that whole thing of like because oh, I've got a, a friend of mine who I just ran into um, while we were there, and he was telling me like like exactly what what Tom was saying. So interesting. Mm. What do you think, Molly? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, I think that well, we're talking about queer spaces specifically here now, but I think a lot of spaces in general. Um, if we're talking about clubs, I think that yes, we go to clubs for you know, potentially finding someone to have sex with. And that is fine. But whether it's queer Hmm. um, or whether it's not predominantly queer, I think that 
clubs need to be a lot safer. Yeah, big time. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about this specifically, it just came to me. Um, I mean, the amount of times I've had to go to clubs and um, push people off me, whether it's male or female. I've had to protect other people who are like, they do that sort of, oh, I'm going to hide behind my friends because this person is bothering me. Mm. Um, and without knowing that that's actually a form of assault. Um, so when it comes to uh, queer spaces that are not sexual, yeah, I'd agree. I think that um, if we focus on uh, sexuality when it comes to people, then we are... I think we're pigeonholing them. That's what mm. I was looking for. Yeah, that's, exactly what, was that's what it for. really feels yeah. like to me. Yeah. Is like, oh, this is the common understanding of gay men. They are hypersexual creatures and mm. nothing more. And mm. it is so unfair because there is so much more course, to yeah. every person than just that. And it's great that they're so that um, gay men can be so in touch with their sexuality. I think it's so liberating and wonderful. Mm. Um, but. It's so, and I think what Tom is saying is that they need to, uh, as a queer man, Tom himself was saying, I make an effort to do better and to treat other men better. And, you know, he's kind of doing a call to arms here saying, like, wouldn't it be nice if we treated each other differently? I think when I used to go to things like festivals, because I used to go to a lot of Festivals, you might call them hippie festivals. <laughs> Bush stuffs. Uh, well, yeah, that, sure. In a sense. Uh, yeah, and I remember, um, and it, look, my past boyfriend knows this, but even as a with a boyfriend, I would go in the back of my mind or even in the forefront of my mind with the intention of trying to find someone who was going to be attracted to me, whether or not I actually wanted to sleep with them. I wanted to know that they wanted to sleep with me and that they found me attractive because I needed that validation. Oh, totally. It's an approval thing. And it's so consuming. It Mm. is. Half of the time, that is what I was thinking about, whether some some, some ding ding that was like wanted wanted to get with me and I would literally do what we talked about before. I would go to the dance floor and find like make my sexiest moves, attract someone and then be like, oh, cool, whatever, can't kiss you anywhere because I'm with someone else so you can have that, you can think I'm sexy and you can leave it right there. And, hey. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? (laughs) Exactly. Mm. And, look, it was really fun. I do really like that everybody likes that kind of validation Mm. but in the end, if that's the only validation that I'm searching for for myself, what am I thinking about myself? Yeah. Mm. Everyone's up for a bit of peacocking occasionally. It's good fun, you know, just showing off. You know, you know yeah. we're all hot. We're all hot in here. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm I'm more than hot. I, I'm intelligent. I have a lot to say. I'm a really interesting person. I do some really interesting things. Mm. And those are just as valid, if not more valid, than my sexuality. Um, Absolutely. That well, is a journey that I'm still on. So, Very good. Yeah. It's funny that you say yeah. that because, like, I know for me, like, there's that, like, like my mates are like, oh, let's go clubbing. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> That's my reaction. It's not because, like, first, music, um, but, like, secondly, like, I think we can all, all relate to this. We're pretty chatty people. Like, you know, you to sort of do radio and stuff, you, you sort of develop that, oh, this and this, yeah. and this and this and this and this and this. And, like, you just don't get that in a club. I'm much happier. Like, as lame, as lame as it sounds, and I need to stress this, it's going to sound bloody lame. 
Places like Persa and Beta Bar, I really enjoy. I actually don't know what those places are. Sorry, I'm new to Melbourne. That's fine. Um, but like, <laughs> so we'll educate you. That would be great. Describe Mo- them. For Molly's me. judging me hardcore about <laughs> about, no, about, no. about Persa. Are you talking about the places that that are really great to um, chat with people, but then also dance to a good pop banger? Because yeah. that oh. is yeah. what I am all about. And that's what and that's what I like about Persa. Like Persa, you can go in, you can have like the, there's like a, a there's like a dance floor, and it gets like pretty clubby in there and it's mm. all 90s stuff mm. but they've got this like th- the acoustics in there are amazing um, like as soon as you go through like a doorway like yeah. there's no door there it's okay. just an archway type thing cool and you can barely hear the music and you can totally like have a conversation with people and there's an outside area and you can go and have a conversation oh, with people that's lovely and with Beta Bar yeah. there's downstairs where you can go and have a chat you can with retreat people. from the uns 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 yeah and like I really yeah. like you know yeah like, let's go have a boog but I get to know people through conversation mm-hmm. and not just, you know, grinding on the D floor. I really love um, going out and dancing with my friends. It's the most, like, of course you do, Marin, thing I could say, but it really is. It's like, it's you my know, it, it, mm. it's, it's, it's so, my it's such a simple activity, but like when you've got like the music and your body and you've got friends. We it, should go out dancing. We should. <laughs> Yep. We should. <laughs> should we, should we go out dancing and record yeah. and see how we'll go, good it is? We'll, and then oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll go absolutely. to Persis so we can hit two birds with one stone, educate I you love on, a, it. on a cool place. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. While we manifest this plan, I think we should play a song. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, what song do you think we should play? I think we then? should play See You Around by Power Bottom. That sounds like really, a good song that we really play. cool band. Let's put them on. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin 90.7. You're here with Marin, Molly, and Josh. And guys, we've only got 10 more minutes. Um, and we're going to be checking, checking out the uh, Tumblr inbox for some questions. If you do have any, uh, the Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask is the address to go to. If we don't get to them tonight, we certainly will next week. We are actually here for the next three weeks. Well, some of us, uh, some of us are ditching us next week. I'm so sorry, but Molly? I have a wedding. Well, however, <gasps> however, I a will, wedding. You will, you will call me whilst I'm at this wedding and I can tell you about the wedding and my opinion. Where is this wedding? It's in Sylvan. Where's that? Sylvan is past uh, Mount Dandenong. Oh, beautiful. Around that area, yeah. And it's a, it's, it was actually, okay, my first properly proper boyfriend. It's oh. his wedding. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow, you're going to your ex-boyfriend's wedding? Oh, his heart is definitely more of a friend than ex-boyfriend. We okay. went out for 11 days and I, I was, like, devastated. Oh. But then my parents oh. were like, mm, wait until you have an actual boyfriend. <laughs> oh. 11 days, That's I like so it. That's so sweet. Mm. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, I, I really like weddings. But anyway, we'll Me talk too. about this yeah. next week. Okay. Yeah. okay. But we are here for the next three weeks, so do get your questions in if you do want to uh, ask us anything. Um we're very happy to respond in the best way that we can to all of those questions. Just we aren't doctors or experts in any way other than the fact that we are young people who have been involved on some level in sexy times um, who can answer some questions and, you know, involved in some not-so-sexy times <laughs> as well, which is the nature of, of sex. Um, so we've got a question in. Hey, guys, loving the show. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Yay. What are some of your biggest sex tips and what were some of your cringiest moments in bed? I think we're going to start with bigger sex tips because I feel like that can be done pretty quickly and then yeah. spend some time on these cringy sex stories. Great. Let's do. Let's hear it. Cool. I will start. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> um, so sex tips. Um, well, first of all, this is not uh, necessarily a technical thing in terms of um, action, mm. but um, talking. One, Big time. Uh, the best thing, the thing that 
every if you're going to do any kind of sexual act you need to know whether people are comfortable whether they are okay with what you are doing um, asking questions um, yes sometimes it can be awkward I'm not going to say that it's not but every time that I've asked and I said hey hang on that's not it's not really doing it much for me but if you try it like this and then you learn hmm. mate it can you also get to peaks yeah yeah it can also be really if you do it right it can be really like sexy I was gonna say that do you like this or like yeah do you wanna have sex oh my god and you can be like yeah and then they're like oh my god the anticipation it's gonna happen why is your sex voice a bit like um, Batman. <laughs> My sex voice or the, the person know, I'm no, having no, sex with? You just did your sex, sexy voice and you were just, yeah. like, you were just like... Do you wear masks in bed or is that... I, look, guys, what happens in my bedroom <laughs> is a playful place, you know? So, um, no, I don't know. No, I, I got caught it, up in the act. I think it is important to remind people that it can be sexy because it's, so often, it's be sexy. so often presented as like, no, you got to sit down and you have like a, you get like a contract and mm. you're like, this, I'm into mm. this, I'm not into this. And it's like, no. like No, totally not. I went home with someone the other night um yeah yeah the other night and like you know like we were in bed and whatever um and like it wasn't like clear that we were gonna have sex at that stage well it was obvious but like we hadn't vocalized it you know what i mean like yeah you know. sure you anyway. haven't had the conversation yeah anyway so we're just we're sitting in bed and like because it was a, like a one night stand and like the, it was like 4am the lights were off and whatever and it was just like we did like that super like lame game of like truth where yeah. it's like, oh, like, so, like, how many people have you hooked up? Like, all of that stuff. And then it, like, slowly... Escalated. Es- yeah, escalated yeah, into, like, right. oh, like, are you into this? Oh, like, are you into this? And, like, we had that chat. That's great. Like, that's a, a bonding activity. Yeah. And that's really nice. And what it meant yeah. was it wasn't that super, like, stale, lame way that they always go, like, oh, like, you've got to sit down before you start. And, like, this is what, like, you know, this, 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 and this. Like, it was a bit more playful. And, like, it was, like, getting you into the mood as opposed to it just being a very stale like we'll sit down for a coffee and like we'll have a chat about it before we even like get to like the stage of like mm. you know just like kissing and whatever you know mm. it was a fun way to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, but yeah um in terms of sex tips uh something that w- works wonders for me is dirty talk Really? Boom! Yes. Holy Into shit! <laughs> I go wild for oh. it. I love giving it. I love receiving it. The dirtier the it's better. It's the best for me. part. It's really the uh, best part. Swearing, I think. swearing, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the time. Well, I swear a lot generally, but uh, you know, me when too. I'm having sex, it's definitely the time that I swear mm. the most. Yeah, it's great. It's I really, I, I find, um, I've noticed that if I'm having sex with someone and they are not like vocal at all, they're mm. not grunting or they're not like making any kind of sound that's like, oh, this is good. I'm enjoying what you're doing there. I find it really difficult. Yeah. Like I hit a wall and there's a barrier and I sometimes just like ask them because it's okay to communicate what you want. Yeah. Um, but man, when it happens on its own, it's pretty great. So- I like that. So <laughs> if you like it, don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Um, but if you don't like that, then don't feel pressured See- to do it either because um, it's okay. I find myself to be very... I'm going to say stereotypically British in that regard. In that, like, there's a little bit, but there's not much. Yeah. And then as it gets towards the end, like, I I can vocalise. I think... Try it. Seriously. Yeah, right. The thing is, is I I grew up in a very Catholic household, one, and I uh, have had housemates in rooms with very thin thin walls. walls. Mm. And so I got very good at the say nothing type of, you know, just make no noise and just 
What, so you can hear the, crickets. You can hear the bus, like... Well, just so that the, you don't outside. wake up the rest of the house with just, like, You're right. There is, there is something to be said about being moaning, considerate. Yeah. Um, um, no, no, no. Hey, yeah, hey, definitely. hey. I, we are quite quiet, me and my, my partner. Mm. Um, I think past housemates have said that they have heard, but it's... Very Look, rare. it's inevitable, yeah. and as it well. happens every time. Yeah. Every time there's dirty talk, every time there's sounds, you still get there. You don't have to be bloody screaming it no. out of your window. Okay, <laughs> no, no. No. be respectful. A friend of mine told me today actually that just uh, last night, a couple who lives downstairs to her were having really loud sex, yeah. and it was and it's been a thing that they're doing regularly. So just like a little hello, everybody. If you're having really loud sex, maybe just be considerate of yeah. your neighbours and the people living next to you at 2am and things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's okay. always fun. Have you guys... Sorry, can I just quickly ask, have you Go. guys ever heard your neighbours having sex? Because I have once and it was hilarious. I ne- have not. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> only only housemates. And oh. I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I, I actually like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I. I've, I it, do you know what? It, I don't hate it. it, it I don't yeah. hate it, hearing it, other it, people it, have sex. You know I know what? it's it's kind of a little yeah. bit weird. There's but only like, one. There's only ever been two people that I've had an issue with hearing having sex. Oh, fair enough. And like Is housemates, it your parents. I shared a wall with my parents. Oh yeah, and heard yeah, them a couple the of times, same. and that was I'm not the fun. Same. I'm the same. Maybe if I say not even that, like, hey, if my parents are having really good sex. That is amazing. They still love each other after twenty five oh, years, really and they're enjoying nice, each Molly. other. That, like, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> really that. lovely. No, that's that's like a really yeah. mature way to look at it. Yes. I think. Before yeah. we go into sex stories, I've just got one more little tip, mm-hmm. um, and that is like, if you've got the capabilities, foreplay in the shower is an amazing way to go. Um, just. You know, like, you're there, you can start off, like, super sensual, like, you know, get some, like, you know, body wash or whatever. Oh, and, like, can you say massage super sensual Super sensual. <laughs> super sensual. Super sensual. Um, <laughs> and then also, like, if you're going to do things like anal, like, it also gives you an opportunity just to, like, quietly, like, just quickly clean up before, like, True. getting in there and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and, like, it, it means that you don't have to do that super... I'm just going to go disappear and have a shower for five minutes, and then we'll be back and we'll we'll do this. Like you can, it can be a group activity. <laughs> have lots of fun. Yeah. Okay, stories. I'm. This is. Come on. Yeah. Come on, everyone. Go on then. Oh me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Molly. Take the lead. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. I, I had a, a short list. Uh, two, only three. There was a few. Um, I'll do them quickly. Uh, first one. Yeah. Um, the most interesting place I have had sex <gasps> is in a treehouse. Oh, that's lovely. It was at Sunrise. Of course it was. (laughs) It really wasn't that romantic, but it's still... It sounds really romantic. Were you listening to Frank Ocean in the background? (laughs) I've been thinking about you. (laughs) It was the Beyonce track. In my hippie days, it was probably Psytrance, if I'm honest. But let's just (laughs) say it was Beyonce or, you know, Biggie. We'll get onto it. Anyway, okay. Um, This one is um, actually... oh. I just said the best one first and the rest are a bit crap. I'm sorry. They're not crap in terms no, of like... No, no. I'm sure they're good. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah. here's me. I'm at this festival and we're having a good time and uh, there's this guy who seems like he's interested in me and I was a lot younger than I am now and I didn't really want to do anything but I didn't know how to say no and it was the kind of festival that I was like, oh, you know, anything goes. So, long story short, we're by the lake he basically pulls down his pants and he's like, you go for it. And there was like 
and end story, I give him a hand job by the side of this river and I can see kids in the background and it was horrible. <laughs> and 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 actually that was the point where I was like, okay, this is where communication is really important because I didn't want to be there. That's mm. really sad about that. Mm. Um, but um, I've had the, something like that happen to me as well yeah. where like you're a lot younger than the other person and they – don't like force themselves on you, but they Very kind of they really take the lead physically. Yes, um, mm. it's a really hard like line to not cross, I guess. But yes. yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah, sure. And the last one was um, I was about to sleep with this guy, and I just met him, and we were like, I, I said, oh wait, hang on. So um, I just want you to know it's probably no big deal. I have my period, and he goes why didn't you tell me? And we'd been on this date. The ultimate betrayal. And and, and I was like, is this the only reason why we're hanging out right now? And he was like, it's definitely a pretty big reason. Oh, my gosh. And for some reason, I was like, okay, cool, that's fine, whatever. And I stayed and I stayed the night. And the next morning, we're there, we're making out, it's getting really hot. And he's like, oh, whatever, let's just do it. And so I go to the bathroom and I sort of like sort out the thing Mm. and whatever. I come back in and he's in this really intense phone conversation and he can't get it up. Boom! So (laughs) how was that? That's karma right there. I know. And I never saw... Actually, I only saw that guy one time after that and that was... He was chatting up another girl on the street the same way he chatted me up. And uh, I sort of... I had a little bit of a chuckle and I was like, hope you have fun with that. It's like a really good way to filter out someone who's not really worthy of your time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like... Just on that point, like, I know that, like, there's, like, how do I say this? Because, like, it shouldn't have been, like, just a sex thing, like, totally. But I know that there's some people who are, like, really off with blood, like, just don't like blood at all. And, like, I know that there's sort of, like, a a sentiment that's, like, no, like, you know, if your partner's, like, having their period, like, you've got to be, like, totally up for it. Like, some people just aren't. Uh, but like, that's oh yeah, fine. totally. Yeah, but I just he wanted, said I wanted... to Molly that like a good portion of the reason no. he was hanging out with her was, was to, to have, have sex, sex with her. her. Yeah, like uh, oh my god. And, and also, he could just say, yeah, look, that's totally fine. We mm. can do other things. I'm not really comfortable with penis and vagina sex. And I and, I, and yeah. I would have been like, oh, sick one. But he was just like, why didn't you tell me? The way like, I was a horrible person. The way he mm. said it and the way he mm. went about it, totally wrong. Yeah. Mm. But some of the, Mm-mm. you know, like, like I don't, don't, not, not a fan of blood. I, I can, I can appreciate that sentiment. Like I'm not a. But huge... you can handle something like that with oh, maturity yeah. and of with course. grace, and there's nothing to be ashamed of either. And that's what I think, I, like, is so disgusting yeah. for also, me about that. Also, most of the time, that. women have to, um, if if they're heterosexual, mm. take uh, cum, yeah. and and and, oh and they gosh, don't have a problem. Absolutely, that, like they don't have a problem with you know, swerving their load you, or whatever the hell you, they want. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then oh. my my blood. Oh, mm. uh, I'm sorry. And not. women are more horny when they're on their periods. I totally appreciate True. all of these. I'm mm. just it thought it'd be something just to throw out as well. Oh yeah, no. The phrasing. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> no, I'm trying to attack you. It's, it's fine. It's sorry. fine. <laughs> the phrasing and the way you went about it. Yeah. I'm not condoning at all, but yeah. just important just to yeah. to mention. But if that, you yeah. don't feel like having sex yeah. with someone, there is on a their much period. better way to go about that, it. That is okay, a, uh, but just be respectful of yeah, everybody. It's okay, as you said. Yeah. yeah. You've got Karma. one more story. No, no, no. I'm done. Okay. Karma. Karma. That's all I had to say. I've. I've got two very quick ones. We are running over time, but there's no one after us. So I've got one, well. so um, I can finish us off, I guess. Lovely. Yeah. Um, do. I had <laughs> I I had one, and then I totally forgot about this other one, and then I, I just received a Snapchat from the person, and like I was like, oh my god, like I remember that. 
They know oh. who. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I really hope they're listening. That yeah, they're me not, too. Me too. They're not. They're watching the secretary. Um, <laughs> that was what their Snapchat was. It was like Saturday Night Movie cool, secretary. Cool, cool. Um, so we were we'd been hooking up for a while, mm. and we were going to go to an event that night, and like. We were pretty kinky people. Um, <laughs> I consider myself pretty dominant in the bedroom, um, and she's very submissive. And we were, you know, we were having some fun, getting ready, and we had to go to this event in the evening, and she had uh, bed restraints, so, like, you know, uh, uh, wrist and ankle restraints. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tied her up face down on the bed, put her phone about three centimetres away from her fingers at full stretch so she could not reach it okay. if it went off. okay. Uh, a, put a vibrator in a very nice spot for her. Okay. And then I went and washed my hair for five minutes. And that was fun. Um, <laughs> and she had a really great time. Just okay. in there for five minutes and couldn't do anything about it. She was like, I, this is my life now. Um, she could get out of it if, if needed, if she needed to. But oh, totally. The, the can assumption I, can was, I, yeah. Can I quickly interrupt and ask why you chose to put her phone just out of reach? Why didn't you just oh. leave it across the room or wherever it was? So that she, like, so that if she got notifications, she could see them and just not do anything about it. And like, it was a bit of a power play. Oh, yeah. I see. It was that, so okay. that she could see that it, things were going on and she couldn't, couldn't be in on, oh my goodness. on what was going on. That was fun. Uh, and then the other one, which is a hell of a lot more cringy. Um, and it seems like, and it, back on blood. This is great. Um, back on blood. I was having sex with this girl. Actually, the blood issue here. <laughs> <laughs> I was having sex with this girl and, uh, like, things were going fine. Like, you know, we'd done, you know, like, we'd done foreplay for about 45 minutes. Like, you know, everything was going well. <laughs> she was... Uh, extremely tight. We use lube and everything, and I'm like, and then pushed, and I'm like, oh, that feels bad. Oh no, what's uh, what's going on there? So I pulled out, and there's blood everywhere. Oh my gosh! And so what I'd done is I'd actually ripped, um, like not a not a big rip, not like completely detached, but there was a little rip, um, on that bit that connects like the fo- the foreskin to the um the shaft. Oh god! And ripped that, and there was just blood. Everywhere. Oh my goodness! Was this um, excruciating for you? Like it, it didn't hurt like a lot. It hurt a bit. Like it, like a paper cut would have hurt more. But it was just the sheer volume of blood. I'm like, Whoa. what is going on? Wow. So yeah, we just went I to haven't sleep heard after that, that happened before. It's very rare. It doesn't happen often. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You poor little thing. Well, that would have been a... Anyway, no. I, I won't say what I was going to say, but... <laughs> you poor thing. Maybe not yeah, little. Yeah, <laughs> that was the joke. If it was little, mm, it wouldn't have been an issue mm. anyway. Thank well, you for letting us know, Joe. <laughs> we really wanted to know. Uh, I actually have two stories, but I'll make them really quick. So yeah. um, I have one where I felt really safe with the guy, and I have one where I felt really disgusting with mm. the guy. Uh so go disgusting first, so we can end on a, on a good note. All right, cool. <laughs> I like that. I was going to do it the other way, but I think this is a better approach. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was uh, in a Tinder phase of my life, and I uh, had never gone over to a guy's house the same night that we had both swiped whatever, and so I did. And uh, we were chatting and he seemed nice and he was a good kisser and let you know things were happening. Clothes were coming off. I hadn't shaved in a really long time, so I had a full bush, like pubic hair gone up to the max. Um, 
And I don't know. He, like, no discrimination against people from the Gold Coast, but I've noticed that, like, guys from the Gold Coast have this weird relationship with body hair mm. and they're all about not having it and you not having it either. What? I don't know. Maybe there's, like, a high amount of, like, pornography being watched on the mm. Gold Coast and they're all that's what they're used to. Anyway, so when he discovered that I had a full bush, he was really turned off by it Mm. and um, there was talk about like me going down on him, him going down on me and I asked if he wanted to go down on me and he said, to be honest, like I don't mean to be a bitch but I just feel like I'd get a really good flossing down there. Wow. Right. That is rude. Which was like, and then immediately afterwards I was Was like. Was he Bush? No. I don't think so. He, like, apologised for having the tiniest amount of hair. And I was like, I don't understand why you're apologising. I think body hair is, like, natural and totally cool and fine. Um, So we just had different beliefs about it. But Mm. the fact that he made me feel so, like, gross. I'm so sorry that happened to you. It's happened to me too. And just, like, not a good way to make someone feel sexy as well. And I instantly was like, oh, I don't know that I want to continue this. And he apologised profusely and was so sorry. And he realised what he did and how we had this really fragile relationship because we'd only met, like, a few hours earlier. Mm. Um, Anyway... So that's that. Um, But the nice story I had was Mm. with a uh, different guy. He was an American. And this was in Florence in Italy while I was there. As it it always is. I've got some great stories from Florence. Oh, good. Um, So we uh, had known each other while I was... What just happened between you two? What's going on? She called me a liar. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, this is my time on the microphone, everybody. Everyone's dying to know what happened with the American in Florence. So we had had sex the night before a few times. It was great and everything had been fine. Although I had had my period in the days beforehand. So I was a little bit nervous, but then I slept. Everything was great. And so I was like, you know what? We're fine. We're out of the woods. Uh, So we had some morning sex and I, when it was finished, I guess I just noticed that his penis was covered in blood. And I was like, whoa, oh my God, it's like red, like good, like something, like a movie title with red in it. <laughs> something that's red. red. I said it was like the hunt for Red October down there. Um, but what was really nice about it was that he was really like, oh, shit, oh God, okay, cool. And then he like asked me for a towel and I passed him it and then he wiped it off and he was like, see, good as new. Aww. He was really nice about it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I feel so embarrassed. And he was like, honestly, there's like nothing to apologize for. See, the way I see it with sort of those sorts of things. It was really like, good. At times Aww. you've just got to like turn to the skin and just go like, this is happening. Yeah. Let's just roll with it. And yeah. like, and like when I, when I was, when we were talking earlier about period sex, very briefly, it's like going in, I'm not super keen, but if things happen, I'm like, this happened. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be like, what have what, ah, what have like, you done to yeah, me? It's just like <laughs> this is what is happening. Yep. Let's just r- r- roll with it. It happened. Yeah, we'll I guess when on. you're dealing with different yeah. body fluids, whatever that fluid might be, mm. you probably have to be a little bit open-minded for the other body fluids that you might not prefer to have on your body. Yeah, that yes. might happen yes. regardless. Yeah, yes. yes. it's just. You, Steer into the skin, I think, is is the way to to sum it up when it comes to body fluids. It's like, if it happens, it happens. It's not great. It's not ideal. Don't be a dick about it. Just Mm. go like, all right, cool. Just be mature and be respectful. Whoops. Yeah. Let's move on. And that's the best way to do it. 
Anyway, I think that's about all the time that we have mm. for you this evening. Um, in fact, we went a little bit over time, just oh a little bit, 15 goodness. minutes. Um, we liked it so much. We, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who sent in a message on the Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's the Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Uh, we do have a question in there and we're going to get to it next week. We're really sorry that we couldn't get to you this evening. As, as we've said, we've already gone 15 minutes over. Um, but you will be up the front for next week's episode. Guys, thank you so much for coming in this evening. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening at home. Uh, if you do want to catch the podcast of this, it will be up on the SIN website, sin.org.au, uh, later this week. So definitely do go and check it out. And you can also get it on iTunes. Just search The Naughty Rude Show on iTunes and we're there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope you have a great night and may all of your sex be good. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Thanks, guys. Thank you. You can listen to the Naughty Rude Show live from 8 to 10 on Sin 90.7 FM. So, so, so skinless.